Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird, and that's normal. In middle school, I was naughty. Like, not a bad kid, I just liked getting attention. For example, we had these collapsible walls between the classrooms, and when the teacher wasn't looking, I would jump up and shove the wall as hard as I could. The teacher from the next room would storm in and rage about the disruption to his class from the wall movement. It was pure entertainment. My goals during school hours were, first, to have fun at all times, and secondly, to get attention with my antics. I liked being watched, I liked making people laugh, and I also liked the shock factor. Being naughty satisfied this innate urge. I've acknowledged my role in school, but I want to present a counterpoint in the notes. Quote, School is boring and teachers are lame. Fast forward to 2020's remote learning model. School is boringer and teachers are... Well, using lame isn't nice anymore, so teachers are struggling. Please, for a moment, picture little me as a remote learner. Oh my god, I would be desperate for attention, making faces and wearing insane outfits on Zoom, using that damn chat box every second, sending distracting messages to at least 20 other students, hanging inappropriate pictures on my wall as a joke, eating snacks that I would let drip down my chin, making annoying squeaking noises that were impossible to notice who made them. The list could go on. Poor teachers and poor parents. We're going to chat with two of our friends today. Katie is a mom who's also an administrator, training vice principals. Corey's a mom of little guys who has a long career as a teacher with a specialty in technology learning. But none of that helps her with the current educational nightmare she's living. In these first few months, I told my oldest who was having a meltdown on his first day of school, I'm like, this is the first time anybody is doing this with anybody. The internet even, and all of these platforms, they, nobody has ever done school this way. So there's going to be bumps, there's going to be hiccups. Mm -hmm. While being a teacher this being so new to me, I would feel really intimidated by people coming to see, but I also feel like that they need to see me struggle because if I am struggling, we need to figure out something different. Yes, totally. And solutions, we need solutions. solutions. And, you know, being honest and having hard conversations. So I have two first graders. They are mm-hmm. going to school from 8 a.m. to about 10.30. They have mm-hmm. breaks in between, mm-hmm. but it is a lot. Um, that last 45 minutes, one of my little guys is just keeps looking at me, Mama, how many more minutes, Mama? Yeah. And, it's, it, and I'm like, buddy, we're almost there. And he just can't. Like, he needs to stand up. He needs to move. He needs to draw things. Like, And, I mean, he even has a hard time in class, but I think he needs more doing and less just sitting and watching. But then with 
the pandemic and now the smoke, it's like all we have is screens. And the doing requires parental assistance with at that age too. Yeah. So if so parents are like working, like, you know. I cannot do anything. I mean, I cried on like the Friday of the first week of school for two hours. Like I'm a, I was a teacher for 10 years. I have a master's degree in computer education. Like <laughs> I know how to teach children on computers. I have three children of my own and it, it's killing me. Like the teachers are working so yep. incredibly hard, like working harder than they ever have really stepping up to the plate. And at the same time, it is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, and then I, me, I'm thinking of October, like when October is the worst month of, of a school and March is the second worst month because there's no days off. Yeah. We will already be in this for, you know, our next day off is until Veterans Day. So we go for what, what is it like 10 weeks without a day off? And we have kids who will check out in October. Yeah. And that's what scares me is what, what does that October lag look like online? To me, what I'm seeing is that the big class groups, like the big Zoom, at least for elementary school, aren't working really well. Like, I mean, I and I don't know if it's... 51 kids in his PE class, 51, and 40 in his English history class, his AB class, 40. No. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to sit here for a minute and be stunned and not say a word because... There's no way you could manage How... a class that big online. No way. Oh. No, it's a joke. And keep kids engaged. Forget about it. And you can barely do it in face to face. Exactly. And no. also, that teacher has zero chance of being successful. And what I'm seeing is a lot of worksheets, and I guess there's some discussion. But my hope is that the it ramps up a little bit. But 40 kids. I mean, in Fresno Unified, we have negotiated that we don't go above like 37 in most schools, they sit between 30 and 35 of their classes. The, the no. Small group. But imagine, I mean, he's got a teacher for a mom, but imagine kids who don't. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. If both parents are working and especially working outside of the home, there's no chance of success with this, zero. Nope, nope, no, I, I can't. And I, like, I genuinely was going back to work this year. I was looking forward to it. My soul needed it. I can't, I cannot. I, and, and I can't even fathom the idea of starting to teach again, like not even close to try to do what is being done right now and try to school my three children. Mm -hmm. It can't be done. This situation is not unique to Corey. Women's jobs are 1.8 times more vulnerable during this crisis. Women make up 46% of U.S. employment, but account for 54% of overall job loss. This is directly related to the burden of unpaid care, which is disproportionately carried by women. Globally, women do 75% of total unpaid work, including childcare, elder care, cooking, cleaning. COVID-19 has increased the time women spend on these responsibilities, and thus there's a high negative correlation with labor force participation. And Corey is one example. And 
like the schedule thing is just so difficult. You know, it would be nice to have some flexibility to be able to do it. You know, I liked in the spring that we could do stuff over the weekend when dad was around and he wasn't working, you know, because again, I've got three kids I'm trying to get and the two definitely need like one-on-one help, but also the third grader is behind in some stuff and definitely needs to sit down too. So it was nice on weekends because he could sit down with them as well. And it wasn't just solely on me. So. One thing that's nice is the flexibility. Like we're going to go the first week in October and stay with Matt and Jenny in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, that on is fire nice. too. Hopefully Air- they've taken care of it. Correct. Yes, <laughs> correct. So like, I'm still going to work and Audrey's still going to go to school, but we can like just be there together and do our jobs in school online and then be able to hang out, you know, after 3 PM. And I do like that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Like like Cooper is in Fresno for the week with his grandparents. Right. That's awesome. So he gets to hang out with them and do school and he's all set up and ready to go. So yeah. Oh, that'll be so good for him. Yeah, yeah, so that's pretty cool. We have you can do school wherever. The one other piece that I am not loving is the new relationship I have to have with my kids. Nagging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much nagging. It's so much nagging and I I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. It just I mean it drains me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help our relationship whatsoever. It and makes as a good me, teacher, you know that that doesn't work. But it doesn't because work. the dynamic of your relationship is so different than a kid in a classroom. Correct. Right? And also, like, it makes me resent school even. like Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love and support our teachers. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to yell at you. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to have to, like, come on, get back to your chair. Come on, sit up, focus. Turn your screen on. Stop playing with your toy. Totally. So I don't do that always. I don't do it. No. Tyler, he likes to listen to music while the teacher is teaching. I do. He does. And he says it works. So I don't know. Like, and there are times that I take it away. And I, I don't know. I don't know how to make this pleasurable because it's not. It sucks. It's boring. It sucks. It's not up to us to make it pleasurable. Nope. I also don't think it's our job right now to necessarily, for lack of a better word, police them. Like, I think they're trying to figure it out. And they need to have I know it's all temporary. Like, this is temporary. We will go back to school. Yep. Jenny is a parent of two who works in education in Arizona. One of her kids is doing asynchronous learning, which is different. So what's her perspective? I think kids need to be in school. I think some handle online better than others. Our experience has been pretty good so far. Um, As you know, Max has a learning disability. And so for him, because it's more self-paced, I actually think that's been really um, advantageous for us this year because he's not constantly the last one getting stuff done which is kind of his school experience he can do it 
self-managed. He waits till I'm off work to help him with the things that he needs more support in. But there's a lot of downtime. And so for a kid who's really social, that's hard. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care for Max's teacher in particular. She just seems kind of disengaged. Pages, on the other hand, holds multiple Google Meets per day. He, he knows exactly what's going on with his students. But I'll give you an example at Max's 504 meeting. She was like sunshine and rainbows. Everything's great. He's such a good student. He's a hard worker. And I knew for a fact he had missing assignments, stuff hadn't been turned in. Mm. So the fact that she just had no clue was a little surprising. And I tried to give her some grace because there are like 50 kids in his class. Really? Yeah, the online school, um, they've loaded them up. Why? I'm not sure if they just feel like the workload because it's self-managed that the teachers can take on more. What, Part do, you, of it what be, do you mean by self-managed? So they're all module-based. So they log in, she kind of gives them their assignments for the week, but then they're on their own from there. So they read the modules, they kind of go through the lessons, and they complete the work independently. All so, week it's like that? Largely, yeah. Yes. So, so how Max, many times do they meet with the teacher? So they have a morning meet every day where she kind of just goes through the expectations. And then after that, I think it's maybe once a week. Oh, wow. She I didn't realize. Like, is it that the same for you? No. Um, yeah, no. So her teacher, and maybe it's because she's in a lower grade, he has more regular meetings. Like, she'll be on a video call, what, two, three times a day probably most days? Sometimes four. Yeah. Max is one in the morning, maybe a small group, and then she has a closing meeting where she just kind of wraps stuff up. But there's not a lot of actual instruction happening. Yeah. So, wow, I didn't realize that. I'm sure every school is different, but that's, yeah, that's been our experience. We've heard about a couple of different models, but systems and technology is a whole other thing. And the breakout rooms are super important is what we're finding out too, where they're able to work together. Like a room like this size would be great, but in teams, there's no way to pull the kids back unless you jump into the room oh. and, and you say, well, it's time to come back. What I feel like we're seeing is we have an old system fitting into a new reality. And that old system was underfunded mm -hmm. already. It was not a priority in a lot of cases. We always are like, hey, 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 fighting for this, fighting for that. Fighting uh, for laptops. Like trying to get a one-to-one -one for yeah. laptops was like pulling teeth. And now all of a sudden... We have 74,000 laptops for our 74,000 kids. I don't wow. understand how quickly that happened. Right. Right. Like, why couldn't that have been done earlier? We exactly. should have done this a long time ago. Um, the online academy, they have a curriculum that is all student-paced, self-managed, and I think the teachers are there to just kind of provide support and answer questions, but they're not really doing instruction. But that's a model that you that your public school offered even before COVID. Yes. But it was more geared towards junior high and high school. There really wasn't an elementary curriculum in place like that. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, they found one for the lower grades and then brought that in. And I think it'll stay in place even after COVID mm -hmm. as an option for parents. There's um, a lot of like homeschooling families use that sort of mm -hmm. option mm -hmm. to stay in the public schools but at home. Um, yeah, it's all asynchronous. So you have to have either a lot of support or you have to have a self-motivated child that's going to get through all of that. Right.
We heard from parents, but let's talk to them as administrators. What's the perspective on teachers, on platforms? Should video cameras be on or off? Katie, tell us what the F with education. I can only give you what I, a little bit that I do know. Okay. Um, our, our teachers are three weeks in. They're using online platforms. I was able, I went to a school site, sat with two other vice principals, and we projected a teacher's classroom because the platform we use, we can walk into classrooms quietly and without being seen. What platform are you using? We use Teams. Team, Google Teams. No, 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 Microsoft. Okay. Um, it's had some glitches and some frustrations. It doesn't work like Zoom does, where Zoom can just whoosh you away and you come right back because there's a timer attached. But my understanding is, is that's happening soon on Teams. Um, so we watched a teacher teach using Nearpod. And what I liked about it is Nearpod is, this, is an interactive platform. So she can ask kids questions and they respond. They can do short answer, multiple choice, but it's to check participation and engagement. But what else she did is she had classroom jobs. So she had a kid responsible for moving the PowerPoint forward, the Nearpod forward. So this teacher seemed to have a bit of, I don't know, a bit of a buy-in. Ebb and like more she was more, doing. Yeah. And she seemed to be a lot more confident than other, than other teachers I've seen. But that's normal. I mean, if you haven't ever done this before, it feels weird. And you were, you were part, watching a live class? Yeah. So one of the vice principals, when she walked in, she typed into the chat box, hey, we're here. Hi. But she let them know before because the sentiment across our system is they're scared. Their teachers are scared. They're being judged for how they're teaching in this virtual world. So that's a huge deal. But as an administrator, we've got to get into classrooms and see what's happening because for our own learning benefits. So that's for me, that's all I'm doing. I'm not trying to pass judgment. When we sat down and debriefed, it was all, what did we see that was great? How did we see kids engaging? How did we see the teacher using these platforms? You know, just really talking about the positives we saw. We didn't talk about anything around what does she need to do differently? Because right now she's doing the best she can in the situation that, she, that we're in. In November, I do expect a change, but that comes when you are willing to try more. So let's just, we're fine right now. We're three weeks in. Basics. Um, basics. Basics. Yeah. Get kids to take a poll while they're on teams. Get kids to do something. Right. There were some disheartening things I did see that, you know, kids' screens are off, which doesn't bother me at all. And I know for some, it's, no, kids' screens need to be on. But, I'm, but we live in Fresno where you have three or four families living in a house. And if a kid's in a corner because there's eight other people fighting for the Wi-Fi, then, okay, you don't have to turn your screen on. Mm -hmm. So you also, guys aren't requiring it? No. Yeah, my kid's school is requiring it. Like, that's at the very least, like, in the beginning for roll call. I do believe that that's what's happening. Like, the first few minutes, and that then she seems, lets them turn their screens off. reasonable. Because, one, when your screen is, when you are showing the camera, when your camera's on, more difficult Wi-Fi. Like, it's, your right. fight, it, it's harder to maintain and keep it stable. So Totally. Rather than turn it off, you know? I was going to say, and they're using this online platform of Nearpod, and I know there's other things, I just know Nearpod right now, that they can ask questions and stop and check for understanding and get kids to engage with questions and, and share their opinions and things like that. You could, there's other ways to see kids participating. Yeah. The other thing that's coming down from the state is that teachers, it no longer, it, uh, 
in a few, I don't know what the date is, but I do know before we go into second semester, teachers are going to have to measure participation and that's going to be counted as attendance. So where kids can just pop in, say here, put themselves, turn off their screens and not engage anymore, that's not going to count for attendance. That's going to count against school districts and teachers. I asked Katie how they did equipment pickup before the school year started. New equipment brings benefits and all new challenges. And my thought was, I really like that I'm going to take the school's computer because they have the, the VPN attached to it so they can monitor his chats and they can monitor who's chatting with him and saying horrible things if they do. And they're constantly monitoring. And we, our platform that we use with Teams is Gaggle. So we have kids that are using it, you know, two, three in the morning, and it has, it, it's a computer program that looks for keywords and phrases. So if it says, kill me now, it will, it alerts that as a yellow, and it sends it, or even if it says it, it might be a red, who knows? And then it takes it to a human to read the, the script that is given, and it says, kill me now. So then they send it off to, if it's at two in the morning, it goes to our crisis response team, which we've never had before, but we do now. And they kind of call the kid, call home, and they'll deploy police. And then it was brought up in our last discussion that, first off, we need to be very careful about how we deploy police. Yeah. They are not social workers. They are not psychologists. No. So we need to be careful with that. And, we, and, and this is a huge concern for me. If it's a home that doesn't trust cops, you're not going to get the answers that you need. So as a psych, as a social worker that works for our district, you need to approach it through that lens yeah. of, I'm listening for things. I need to hear what, what's happening. I need to be able to do X, Y, Z. Um, so are I, there other options there, Katie? Like, I'm sure that's a huge, would be a huge, like, policy and procedure shift to have, like, a social worker respond to that or a, a home, you know, home visitor respond or... Yeah, th that has not been approached yet. Just making contact, seeing if, if it's a, a necessity, if it, a need. Um, if they can't make contact with the family or the kid or anything like that, then they deploy the police. And I'm like, oh, can we wait until morning light to do this? But then there's a whole other piece that what if we do and it's something terrible that happens? Totally. I, I mean, you have it, to. You have to deploy somebody, but it's just like – also deploying police like also criminalizes whatever the kid has Correct. said right mm -hmm. so if they're like upset or stressed or whatever and you're like concerned about mental need, health like, yeah yeah that's sending a huge message you know and some of the gaggle things that we've gotten if you read the script they're playing Fortnite, and they're like oh you just blew my brains out or and it's like totally yeah so i mean the, my, the, my the kid VP gets role plays. yes so it's and says all, all kinds of language. crazy stuff <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting world we're on. I heard that there's some districts that are requiring teachers to go into their office or enter their classroom right now. Is your district doing that? No, that is a total option. And if we choose to, where did I put them? That is such bullshit, by the way, to make yeah. teachers go in. Well, so also, they're... it's because, so they're not distracted by their children. Right? Hello. No, we don't, we're not requiring our teachers. And I know some districts are because they don't trust their teachers. And what a way to build a divide between teachers and, and administration. Right? How can you not trust? You have to. 
Well, they don't, they want to make sure they're working the entire time. I'm like, um, they have kids at home. I think yeah. this is a great happy medium is to do the best they can. If they're teaching English and in walks their fifth grader right here and wants to learn more about stuff, let them in, you right. know, because I like we're high all in this together. It's crazy. Yeah. But, I don't, I don't understand yeah. why, why that matters. In fact, like I recently did a class that was all about teaching via zoom basically. Well, it was more communication via zoom. And they were talking about like the more that you can do and have that reduces the barrier, like this, this barrier, right. That we're like mm -hmm. on the internet and doing this. So like one example was like, don't have earbuds or headphones. Like it's better if you're just like talking face to face. Cause that feel that like reduces that disconnect. And my whole point is that like, if my teacher was sitting on the couch, that would feel like natural and normal and actually like a mm -hmm. reduction in the barrier versus like, I'm sitting at a desk talking at you, you know, that's like an automatic barrier. So I just, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get that either. Cause it's not. Yeah. I'm, it doesn't make I, sense. Like, again, no. we are trying to fit this new reality into an old structure, an old norm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are and so why terrified. why is that a hill a district wants to die on? Right? right? If your Audrey teacher's making connections with kids and the kids are learning and they're showing up every day because they like their teacher, you know what? Teach in the toilet. Go for it. Yes. Right? Audrey said that her teacher like called out a student that was eating in class this week. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That is so dumb. Like your kid, the kid is there listening with their, with their video on and they can't have a snack. Like that's stupid. Guess what teacher? You're a guest in their home. Right. They can eat in their home. Yeah. Well, I had well, to there, tell. There's other things that schools are doing too. Like they're making kids dress, wear dress and dress code and mm -hmm. wear shoes. Shut to your gut. Come on. I'm like, what hill are we trying to die on here? Right? Kids shouldn't stupid. wear their pajamas to class. Why not? Why not? They, they got out of bed. You're welcome. I yeah. am for sure wearing pajama pants every day and I'm doing my job just as well as usual. So. And my son just wears a shirt and his underwear. That is all. And I'm like, good for you, son. But just remember, we go back to school. You got to wear pants. Because right. you, you know what? We're in a freaking pandemic right now. Right? So stop it. <laughs> I just don't know why. I don't understand what the hill is. I don't understand. I'm like, right. let's just get these kids learning safe and loved. Let's just do it. Teachers are having to learn brand new skills. Parents are filling new roles as administrators, tech support, teacher's aides, and naggers. Let's quickly ask the kids what's up. We've got a sixth grader and a seventh grader who overall say it's not that bad. Okay, so um, I like online school in where I can turn off my camera and go eat some food. I'm not allowed to do that. I am. I only have one teacher and they don't care. And then... So we had a sub last week, and she was really bad with technology. <laughs> so she was like, can someone please show me how to share my screen? Oh, dear. But um, something that I don't like about online school is that I can't go see my friends, because I miss them a lot. Mm -hmm. I can see mine sometimes, but I'm, I don't really go to school with any of my friends, because I recently switched schools. But I have, uh, like, met some really cool people. 
And I love the fact that my digital media teachers will let us go off on tangents about movies and video games, <laughs> which is technically on topic considering it's movies and video games and it's a digital media. Right. Like the my last class, we uh, they sent us. We started talking about Among Us, and our teachers were just like, "Okay," and sent us into breakout rooms to play Among Us, and it was really fun. <laughs> And I saw one of my Among Us playing. is an online game that is all the rage right now. Like, it's a pretty guys, simple game that seems fun. However, they do have to talk to each other in the game that they could be playing with strangers. So if you're a parent, add it to your list of things to be afraid of on the internet. So what are the parts of online school you like? Uh, well, I think it's nice that like with my old school, they were kind of chill about late assignments. Because, like, I could, get a, yeah, mm-hmm. I could get away with having some later assignments. Yeah, but that's not the situation anymore. Not really. Yeah. Gonna break down now. Can't hold it back. Gonna break down um, Okay, you were saying you don't like breakouts in math. Why? Um, because, like, she makes us have, like, our cameras on and our uh, microphones on at all times when we're in breakout groups. And it's like... That's really distracting if people have, like, background noise and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, this this was really funny. I was, like, unmuted trying to tell my teacher that, like, background noise, that, like, I have background noise and stuff, and that's why I'm muted. And she's like, okay, well, you need an example of this background noise. And Max went, your excuses are invalid. And she was like... <laughs> Okay, go ahead. And she muted me herself. Uh, and then oh, I looked at I him and went, they're valid now. I, t- I thought Audrey was on mute. And so I was like, Audrey, your excuses are invalid. Because just a few minutes ago, Audrey was telling me the excuses of why microphones are off. And no, basically, <laughs> I'll say things like, when she comes in and nobody's talking, I'll if nobody says anything to her, I'm like, we're not talking because we're currently working on a problem and nobody has anything to say about it. You've said that so many times. Really? Yeah, she said that yesterday and the day before. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> because she'll get mad at us. <laughs> because you're not talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not talking because everyone's working on their problem and you... No, they're not talking because... We're not talking just because not we talking. prefer to work individually. Like, every once in a while, like, I'll ask, like, hey, do you guys know the answer to this problem? And people tell me whether or not they do. So what does your teacher want you to be doing? Like, they want to have one person sharing screen, and they want, like, conversations, and it's like, just let us do this on our own. Okay, so one person would share their screen and be doing the... I'll be doing the problems. The problem. And we had to be, like, unmuted, camera on all times, and it's just annoying to me. Because, like, she really expects us to want to work together every class period for, like, an hour. Yeah. And it's like, but why? But why, though? But why, though? So, your mom said that they opened up school and some kids are going back next week? Is that right? Yes, it is. I'd kind of prefer to be back at school. I don't really like online classes. I feel like stuff is a lot easier when you're at physical school. Like what is easier? Like, I feel like they're also a lot less... They're more clear, but also a lot less strict about, like, deadlines then. And then, like, also, it's just, for some reason, easier to, like, get my work done and turn it in at at physical school. Mm -hmm. And it's easier for me to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And I actually get to, like, see other people, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Nah. So, but you're not going back to school. 
Um, we're gonna reevaluate after like winter break. So basically after Christmas. Is it hard to start a new school um, online during a pandemic? I mean, like, the online thing was a tad bit confusing, so I, like, didn't really know anything for that specific school, but not really. Honestly, I think the only problems are, like, the teachers not knowing what to do. Because, <laughs> like, all these kids, like, know how to use... Especially, like, considering Zoom. that, like, digital media students are probably really good with technology, considering it's, you know, digital media. media. So, like, when the teacher does something wrong, we all just kind of sit there, like... Who's going to tell them? Yeah. Face in hand. <laughs> or like when a teacher is muted and they're trying to talk, like especially my English teacher, a kid has to always unmute me like, Mr. Olsen, you're, you're muted. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and she's like, you should have learned your lesson by now. <laughs> this is the fourth time. Like, there have been, like, two times where, um, my math teacher's Zoom meetings have just crashed. Like, she, like, full-on, like, ended up leaving the meeting. This one kid became host, and we all just talked the whole time. <laughs> like, this one kid started, like, rapping. <laughs> <laughs> and it's genuinely amazing and so much better than regular class. Like, halfway through ELA, we will go into groups with the teacher... And it's like, does anyone have questions? No, no. And then she'll have us do like a pear deck. Oh, have you do a what? <laughs> pear deck. The teach. So it's like a Google teacher. slide, but it's interactive, and everyone can see at the same time. Like, the My teacher puts on a pear deck, or yeah. you guys? Pear, the, the teacher. Because te the teacher. I've done pear deck a couple times. My math teacher gets mad when people don't ask questions. She's like, okay, does anyone have questions? If you have questions, ask. What are your questions? <laughs> it's like, nobody has any questions. Well, it's probably annoying when nobody asks questions, and then when you guys are doing your homework, you're like, oh, I have one million questions, and I'm going to email you one million times. No, nobody actually, I don't think anybody actually has questions. Like, if people did, they would have asked. Here's fourth grader, Paige. Okay, well, I do like the environment, like, I'm at home, but I also don't. Like, I do like having the desk, but I also miss the old desk because it was just tiny, but I could still figure out where everything was. Mm -hmm. Did you have a desk that, like, opened up? Or no. Or where do you put your things in your desk So there school? was, like, a little shelf that was on, under it. And that's where we would put everything. Got it, got it. So you do like being at home. Yes, I also miss doing blocks. What do you do with blocks? Not like blocks, <laughs> like the toy blocks. I mean like going to different classrooms and then doing the class in there. Oh, I didn't know you had a schedule like that. Yeah, you do it in third grade. So do you have like one main teacher or you have several teachers? In online school, you have one teacher, but when you're <laughs> in person, yeah, yeah, when you're in person, um, you would have up to five classes: oh. science, English, math, and writing. Oh, that's four. With different teachers. Yeah, and oh. then your homeroom teacher is what class you get assigned to. Okay. All right. So, if you had your perfect 
dream schooling experience, what would it be like? Like, where would it be and what would you do? Well, it would definitely be in person, but I'd also put some changes. Like, I don't really care about recess, but I, or recess, but I know a lot of other people do. So would you have recess in your perfect school? Maybe, like, a break to, like, calm down, but recess, no. No. What do you do during recess now? I usually just walk around or just sit down and draw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else would you be doing at your school, your dream school? Yeah, basically just recess. Okay. I like school as it is. Okay. Like, activities or sports or... Oh, I would love having an ice rink. So, at PE, I could do hockey. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Because I love hockey. Okay, ice hockey. Yeah. And you live in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, so cool. I'd need an actual ice rink. Right, definitely. <laughs> um, what kind of teacher would you want to have? What would they be like? Mm, I'd want a nice teacher, but I wouldn't want one that can just... They've got to have rules. Like, you can't just talk your way out of school. <laughs> Would you want, like, a half-and-half half schedule where you're at home maybe a couple days a week, but at school a couple days a week? Or would you want school full-time? I want school full-time. Do you like group work, or do you like working by yourself? I do like group work if it's people that I know will actually get stuff done. And I also like solo work because I know I can do it. What subject do you feel like you are best at? Math. Math. Okay. What's Is there a subject you don't like? Mm, it depends on the teacher. I do like teachers who have rules, but if you can't even go to the bathroom, even though you really, really need to go. Yes, I hate that. Like, yeah. come on. I need to go. Yeah, you should definitely be allowed to go to the bathroom when you need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. The kids have burst our bubble about small groups, but this probably isn't unique to online school. I'm sure there are kids that wouldn't want to work in a small group on math problems, even if they were in person. And without a teacher in the room walking around, of course most kids are just going to be like, nope, I'll do my problem by myself. Thanks. But as we have heard, every kid is so different. Paige said the number one thing she would change is she does not want recess. Two of these kids said that they want clear rules and expectations. So now that we've heard a bit from the parents' perspective, administrators, and kids, how should we look at it moving forward over the next couple of months? Fuck accountability this year. Can we yeah. please just work on making sure everybody's staying healthy and safe? Yes. Let's read a book. Maybe. Let's read a book. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's have these. Let's open, have let's... conversations. Let's learn yes. how to talk to each other. Let's have small group stuff. Totally Let's learn agree. how to cook something. And it's just, we can't be so, we as in teachers can't be so married to the content that we have to get over. We have to do all of this stuff. No, we're going to have to weed out the stuff that's less important. Yeah. And really focus on what's going to push kids forward. 
Yeah. Katie, question for you. Is that coming from the top down? What is what? the top saying? What is like, what is your superintendent? What is the state saying as far as are they giving the teachers that message and giving that like, let's worry about our kids' mental health. Let's worry about, and less about like getting all those standards taken care of and checked okay. off. That, that definitely is not the message to get them all to. Our message is <clears throat> because the concern is, is that we're going to focus on remediation, which creates an even bigger equity gap because, Hey, you know what? We, we missed an entire quarter of school. The kid fell behind. Well, guess what? The kid was behind before. So don't make it even bigger by focusing on the skills they may not have acquired. Let's look at acceleration. So what does acceleration look like? So a lot of what's happened is we've done uh, a bunch of these little learning cohorts about how to accelerate learning. How do you determine that this is an essential standard? Um, I think about English and I think about how, you know, they're, they're so deep and rich in what a kid's supposed to know and be able to do you get hung up on something. And I, there's one that mentions ethos, pathos, and logos. And when I remember from even being face-to-face, -face, teachers spent weeks forcing kids to identify ethos, pathos, and logos in everything that they did, rather than look at its function. How does it work? How does it create an argument? How does it support what this person is trying to, to say? And so removing that minutia, which is so low level, we can talk about ethos, pathos, and logos and post it up behind us on our, in our Bitmoji classroom with definitions, and now we can move on. So let's, let's not get in there. Let's talk about the function of an argument. So I was talking to a teacher and I said, remember that, that you know, Trump's little demon sperm doctor? Well, she's got the credibility. She's a doctor. But what makes her argument so outlandish and not worthy of listening to? Demon sperm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why does demons, and I was talking to this, I said, use something that's so outlandish and so ridiculous that kids will remember that right. just because this person has credibility because of the title they have, what comes out of their mouth does not necessarily mean we have to listen to it. And she's like, oh my God, that's the fastest lesson of ethos I've ever had. I said, you're welcome. Right. Said, I'm all about cutting corners. Like let's get to the nitty gritty of argument. They gave us a couple of things to focus on. First, the physical safety and mental health of kids. Secondly, simplifying. We actually don't have to do everything we quote unquote normally would. All of the gaps in this country are getting bigger. As Katie mentioned, the educational achievement gap, the wealth gap, the privilege gap. I'm hearing a lot of people yelling about going back to school. And this is just my experience, but the families that can't go back are quieter. Those with kids who are vulnerable, those who provide care for parents and grandparents. Here's Jenny. I mean, the fact that I'm a trained teacher probably makes our situation a little bit different. I can step in and fill in the gaps where needed. But if you have full-time working parents who also really aren't well-versed in how you know, to teach subject matter, that could be a real disadvantage to a lot of kids. Absolutely. Or even if they're, you know, with grandma all day or in a daycare setting. That's um, before on-site opened back up here in Arizona, we had these learning centers where kids with working parents would go and just sit there with, you know, 
classroom aides or whatever during the day, oh, and I'm sure okay. they didn't really get a lot of support that way either. Right. So um, it's definitely not equitable for sure. Yeah. So I think you know, as much as I worry about COVID and stuff, it they do need to go back to school. Mm -hmm. It's just a, the the gap will get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so when you say they do need to go back to school. You mean there needs to be options for people yes. to go back to school? Yes, for those who need it, yeah, they need, there needs to be something in place for that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our situation, we're both working from home the majority of the time. We're able to provide support, but that's not the case for so many. Right. Yeah, when I asked Max about it, he said you guys were going to reevaluate the situation after winter break. Mm -hmm. What would make you feel comfortable enough for the kids to go back full time? Your children? To um, go back? I well, I don't see that even happening after winter break for us. But I think some of the things we would be looking for are low um, positivity rates. We're at about between four to six percent, kind of just depending on the week. Possibly vaccination. Um, if we saw, you know, that become a thing, then maybe we would feel more comfortable. But honestly, I don't think this year we'll really go back in person. How do you feel about that, Paige? I'm a little sad, but I also agree with what you're saying. Because, like, if we did go back, there's a high chance that we could spread it to you. If someone else in the class had it, mm -hmm. then it can spread from a child. And not usually children get it, but they can. So... Well, and you're, you're trusting other parents to make good decisions. I mean, we already know sick kids go to school all the time. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. And so you do increase your, your risk. Teachers who don't want to go back seem to be drowned out. 77% of teachers are concerned about their health in the classroom, and they should have a bigger voice in decisions. I feel like it's a lack of trust. I also feel like it's a lack and of a lack trust of in women. Oh. Preach. Preach. Did you, did you post that thing yesterday or today about like, essential workers and it was like 80% of women are teachers like 80% of women are like elder caregivers like all the essential that was workers Aaron. that is so powerful it's when you true. see it like this like we're the ones juggling all Isn't of this nonsense all? we're also the ones juggling and being responsible for all the child care and all the school work and all of the all of the all of the yeah. 24% of the US Congress are women 29% of statewide executives, like governors and state legislature. 23% of U.S. mayors are women. Why does this matter? Well, right now, these bodies are making decisions about our lives. They're deciding what kind of support we need related to COVID-19 and the related economic crisis. So we know that this crisis has disproportionately affected women, but we do not have an equal voice in determining the support needed and the outcomes. Largely, men are determining our futures. Even though 76% of K-12 educators are women, only 24% of superintendents are women. So even if we look just at education, final decisions are not made by women. I don't need no 
sending much love to the teachers and admins supporting our sweet, smart, challenged, special, snarky, focused, quiet, distracted, and naughty kids. Thank you. Come on.